Welcome to Juniper Meets North of Love with Katie and Nalani, a podcast for moms by moms where we guide women to explore the world around and within them through real conversations with real moms. With seven children between the two of us, we fully understand the trials and triumphs of motherhood. We also know firsthand the spaces that are lacking and where moms need more support, education, and encouragement. We are here to fill in that gap. We're so excited you're here and look forward to building a beautiful community with you. And if you're really digging the content we're sharing, then don't forget to hit the subscribe button and to share on your favorite social media. Let's get to it. All right. Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode. Um, Today we have Rhonda Daniluk. She's the owner of Healthy Concepts, a business that focuses on whole family deep health. Rhonda offers personalized nutrition coaching and group fitness programming for you and your whole family, which includes your dog. Rhonda bases her coaching around the four pillars of health, which include nutrition, movement, self-care, and family balance. She doesn't believe that healthy living should be hard and will meet you right where you are. She creates plans that will be personalized and specific to your goals. Rhonda is a certified nutrition coach, a canine fitness trainer, a personal fitness trainer, as well as a registered veterinary technician. She loves to spend time outdoors on her family acreage, camping and adventuring as much as possible. When the weather isn't ideal or she isn't inside a rink, she loves to spend time recreating recipes into ones that fit a healthy lifestyle. So welcome, Rhonda. Thank you so much for having me on here. I'm very, very excited for today. We're so excited to have you. Actually, when I, when Nolani told me she had got you for a trainer, she's like, so I have a dog trainer who also is training me. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like a dog and a person trainer all at once? Like, yeah, yeah. she's the real deal. She does it all. It's amazing. So it's kind of a crazy concept for people to sometimes wrap their brains around, but it's yeah. fun. Well, you know, and I like amazing. animals and people. Yeah, exactly. It's amazing because it's like, it does really help you to balance everything instead of like, Oh, I'm trying to do this over here and this over here. It's really, you're, you totally have a all encompassing, um, business, which is amazing. Yeah. One-stop shop. All right. So I guess we'll just jump right in and, um, go from the top, which is what brought you to the path of fitness and wellness. Well, um, I, I believe that fitness um, was always part of my life. Uh, I was a super active kid. Even, you know what, if I was, I was the youngest of three kids and my sisters moved out, um, well, four and six years before I, so I was alone with my parents for four years for sure. And so if I got bored, I just moved my body. I, I'd just go for a walk, I'd go for a rollerblade. Like I just, I, I couldn't sit still. So, and I, I wouldn't say that's really ever changed. Um, <laughs> so the fitness part was easy. Um, yeah. Wellness, that's, that's been a, a work in progress, I would say. You know, we, we are taught certain ways for being fit and healthy and lean that maybe don't actually fit very well in with actual wellness. So that has been a very big um, part of my journey is coming to overall wellness and not just about looking a certain way. Um, And same with the nutrition. That was a bit of a progression as well. Um, I did plenty of trendy diets, um, major, major calorie deficits. And then I finally decided that I I really wanted to dig in a little bit further into what it would mean to actually nourish my body instead of always 
worrying about the calories and restricting, restricting, restricting. So um, that started with with taking my certification through Precision Nutrition. And it wasn't until I actually really started coaching that that shift happened for me. I was still a bit of that I needed to lose, if I needed to lose weight, I would instantly go into a calorie deficit. And it wasn't always about balance all the time. It was, okay, I've I've gained five, 10 pounds. I wanna lose it right now, really fast. Um, so, so not until I became a coach and started coaching other people that I actually see that, that transition in myself, that needing that balance was so important for me. Right. That was a really long answer. <laughs> no, that's the perfect answer, honestly, because I think it's, yeah, I think it's really important to have people that have that perspective. And I think you're one of the first people that I encountered that thinks that way. So I think it's yeah, really refreshing. Thank you. Oh, she's cut out again. Did I cut out? Nope, Katie. <laughs> she was talking to you when she was. She- oh. <laughs> That's okay. We'll splice, we'll splice this part out. Um, can you hear me oh, now? Yeah, we yeah. can hear you now. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. Why? Okay, I was curious. What I said is, I'm curious why you're passionate about what you do. That is a hard question to answer um, because I think there's a lot of reasons why I'm really passionate about what I do. Um, the biggest part would kind of take me back to what how I explained how I got to where I am okay. um, is that there's such a huge gap in knowledge in what true balanced nutrition looks like, what actual self-care looks like. And it's not just booking yourself a massage, you know, that's part of it. It's, that's a step, but there's so much more to it. Um, And, you know, and really that we don't have to sacrifice our family meals and our family time to take care of ourselves. You know, having that balance um, is probably the most, like the biggest reason as to why I'm so passionate about it. Um, Things won't ever be perfect even though that's what society wants us to believe. Um, I'm passionate about it because I'm really ready to break down the walls of what the societal norms are and that to be healthy doesn't have to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I guess we goosebumps. <laughs> Me too. So like what does, when you were talking about you, you switched it from, you know, having to lose weight or um, going on this diet, that diet. And then you said it, you wanted to really focus on the wellness. Like what does wellness mean to you? Um, well, I think wellness means having balance and it means that if you want to go camping with your family and you want to have a hot dog, have a hot dog. Um, but there's also going to be, you know, making sure that we've planned and we've prepared and we have lots of healthy options to go alongside of it. You know, we're not just, you know, I can only eat the things that, um, are on this meal plan. I can't go out to eat with my family. I can't. I like wellness means that there's no more can'ts. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what can we do? Um, and how we can, can make it work and still have fun with, with our fitness, um, our nutrition, all those things that shouldn't be fitting into a box. So were you like that before, like before this, like wellness aspect, like, were you like bringing a chicken breast and some broccoli with you? Or have you always been like, I'm going to eat the hot dog? Oh, no, no. A hundred percent. I was, I was bringing my 
chicken breasts and my broccoli. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, it hit, it has been a big transition. And, um, the big shift for me was that when I took my course and I realized that I was trying to coach my people different than I was living my life. And I'm like, mm -hmm. how do I actually coach this if I don't live it? Mm. So I was like, okay, I'm going to start living it and I'm going to see what happens. And it was, I used to weigh everything. I measured, I weighed, I did all of that. And when I stopped doing that, I, nothing changed. I didn't gain weight. Well, hold on. Something did change. The stress, the stress, the pressure, all of that was gone. And to me, not having that was way healthier than making sure I got everything down to the single gram of whatever. Right. Yeah. I can, yeah. like, I've kind of been there. Like, I don't know you well enough, but I've um, definitely struggled with that as well, where I would like bring pomegranate seeds to the movie theater. I'd run to the movie theater, eat the pomegranate seeds while my husband and kids were eating the popcorn and drove there. Um, and I've noticed lately, I'm just like eating whatever I want, like eating intuitively. And then I maybe have lost a couple pounds. Yeah. You know, I mean, my body is definitely different, but when you, you know, when we're weighing ourselves all the time and weighing everything we eat, then I think it's actually more damaging, right? Like your cortisol is higher then you're going to hold on to fat more. And like, there's all these other, obviously Rhonda, you know, all, you know, way better than I do, but I just know with my own body, that's what I've noticed that it's refreshing to hear someone in that profession that is like, yeah, like you can eat the hot dog and yeah. I'm probably going to eat two s'mores with the hot dog, but I'm going <laughs> to eat cucumber <laughs> as well, <laughs> you know? And as you were saying that, it kind of made me think of like something I try to tell a lot of my clients is that it's always a choice. Right. Mm -hmm. If you look at your options as choices instead of I can't or I shouldn't, then it opens up the possibility for you to make the choice that's right for you in that moment. So if sitting by the campfire and having fun with your kids and enjoying a s'more or a hot dog is what's right in that moment, then that's the right thing to choose. Mm -hmm. um, if you looked at the flip side of that, of kids are having s'mores and mom goes and gets her protein shake, that are you in the moment 100%? Yeah. Right. And, you know nobody's going to be sitting and having s'mores with their kid every single day of the week. Yes. If yeah. that was yeah. happening, okay, assess the situation. Right. But if you suddenly now have the choice that's like, okay, do I want, do I want to have this? If I assess my inventory from the week, my choices, is this one thing going to ruin my goals? Is it going to, you know, change how, what the outcome of today is going to be? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also and like the kid, your child too, by seeing you do the protein shake versus eating the s'more, yeah. I think that's more damaging than anything, right? Like yeah. eat the s'more yeah. with them or eat the hot dog with them. Or when you're doing it, it's also giving them permission to do it as well. Yeah. Same with the healthy eating, right? Yeah. Yeah. My, I remember my daughter, I don't know how old she would have been exactly, but I remember her asking me, mommy, why don't you eat the same food as us? Yeah. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you know like that's that's huge yes so yeah. what am I teaching her I'm not teaching her that 
what she is eating is good or good right. enough. Right. Um, so it, it was a big shift for me, like a really, really big shift. And it's so powerful, I think, especially for young girls to see that, like, I know Rhonda had even said to me the one day, I can't remember what I was saying. If something about popcorn, that's all I know. And Rhonda was like, eat the damn popcorn. Like, you know, <laughs> she was like, sometimes you have to do that. Especially. Oh, it was a movie night. I remember. Yeah. 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 Around your kids, you know, like, what are you, what kind of example are you setting if you're like so strict that you can't have a little bit of something? So, yeah. And, and it's okay for them to see that you portion it. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally okay. Um, that just teaches them mindfulness and being aware of, you know, how much they're consuming. And I think that part of it's okay, but avoidance, it, it adds that stigma to certain foods. Right. Yeah. So with that being said, how do you, um, how do you stay consistent with how you're taking care of your body? even though obviously you're also mindful of, you know, of still participating in your family's activities. Yeah. So that, I, I think because we've had such a, it's, this is, this has been years of changes in our health and wellness. And so we plan our meals, um, on a very basic system. So we have a carb, we have a protein, we have a vegetable, and we have a fat. And I make that work in any way, shape, or form. So okay. that's kind of our criteria. So we just have built our meals when we do our meal planning to, to include all of the things that are necessary for us to be fueled properly and nourish our bodies. So yeah, it's, I just, it's, it's, I know that sounds really simple and it comes down to actually planning it, but you can make anything work, right? Perfect. So you want to have spaghetti. Awesome. So you make your spaghetti, you make whatever you, whatever kind of pasta you choose. You could have whole wheat pasta or white pasta, um, gluten-free pasta. Here's the, the hack that I do. None of, no one in my house loves spaghetti squash. I love spaghetti squash. So what Thank I'll you. do is I will prep the spaghetti squash along with everything else. Right. And um, sometimes all I have is spaghetti squash with the meat sauce, depending on the day, or I mix it. I do half and half pasta and spaghetti sauce. Um, you know, and then we always have a side salad. So right. that's just a, like a really easy example of how you would, you would make that work. And... And what does the fat look like? Well, it could be your salad dressing on your on your salad, or it could be um, some potentially oil or butter on on Alfredo the sauce. Alfredo <laughs> sauce. It could be your fat. Yes, that's what I eat the spaghetti squash because I I do love spaghetti squash, but I more want the vessel for my Alfredo sauce. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna eat it on the spaghetti squash yeah. instead. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. So like outside of like our family meals, um, because I, I kind of, I ask my kids to follow the same kind of criteria when they make, they pack their lunch. So when I do my weekly, um, grocery shop, we go through and we plan and I say, okay, what do you want in your lunch this week? Like, what do you want for a protein? What do you want for a carb? What do you want for a veggie fruit, whatever? And then they, they get the choice. Um, they just have to fit that criteria I, I meal prep my, um, my lunches ahead of time and I meal prep breakfast and same thing we do. We kind of follow somewhat similar 
guidelines for breakfast as well. Right. But it's still, it's nice because it's like, it's still normal, quote unquote, like, you know what I mean? It's not like you're doing something so intense that nobody can keep up to it. Like, I think that's probably the magic and how you're so consistent. Like you said, practice, right? Like that's what I've learned too, is like practice. It takes a long time (laughs) to practice. Yeah. And that's the one thing I like to remind my clients of is that parts of this lifestyle are easy for me now. Right. But I've been doing it for a lot of years. And so when they come to me and they're starting at square one, it's, it's like work on those baby steps. One, What's one thing we can change right now that yeah. you're ready to change? Yeah, that's the key, right? Yeah. yeah. Not that I should do it. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. So for the, for the listeners that maybe haven't heard of like, you know, eating a pro, you know, basically essentially your macros, right? Like your fat, yeah. your protein, your um, carb in a meal. So if you're eating that way, do you, what are some perks of it? Like, are you having more energy? Are you, is it more sustainable energy throughout your day? Like what are the perks of eating like that? Yes. Energy, 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 energy. <laughs> like if you, yeah. you know, how many moms, and I'm using moms as an example, um, but how many moms skip breakfast and they're running on caffeine? That was so me for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And there are a lot of people who say to me, I'm just not a breakfast eater. And you know what? Some people literally are not breakfast eaters. They, that's just naturally how they are. Um, But I, I like to always encourage people to experiment. Yeah. So maybe it's just adding a shake, a super balanced shake. You know, we have protein, fat, carbs, all that stuff in there. Um, So not fruit and water? (laughs) <laughs> not even water. No. <laughs> Although that would be really good. Yeah. Um, you know, and just try it for, you know, even just a couple days a week. Mm-hmm. See if you notice a difference. Right. And then you just, if you're noticing that, you know what, actually I do find this works for me. Or a lot of people will tell me I'm hungry now. I wasn't yeah, hungry okay. before. Yeah. And I always say, like I celebrate that. I'm typically saying, yes, awesome. Like, because yeah. <laughs> if we don't have hunger cues, our metabolism is most likely in the garbage can. Yeah. Yeah. And that's totally how where I was like, when yeah. I started working with you, I was like, I'm not, I don't feel hunger. I eat because I know I should eat. Yeah. But how many of us are like, are, have been taught or conditioned to not pay attention to our hunger cues but to ignore them straight up to ignore them right yes. and to how how long can I go without eating how long you know what I mean like I'm not really that hungry now like how much how much longer can I go right yeah, yeah. and I was guilty of it too with my kids right finish what's on your plate yeah kids are born naturally um intuitive intuitive eaters yes um so when they push the plate away, you know, I think that's something we should listen to. It doesn't, doesn't mean they get to go have dessert five seconds no. later because that's a game they like to play too. Yes. But, you know, you keep that plate handy and be like, okay, well, when you're hungry, sometimes in a half an hour, here's your meal. Right. And then it's still allowing them to understand that, okay, if I'm not actually hungry right now, it doesn't mean I have to eat. Yes. Um, but when I'm hungry, I'm going to have a healthy meal that's available for me. 
Yeah. And like the power in that knowing those things from like a, a young age is like, you're like, if we all knew that we would all be so much better off. Right. And, yeah. and we came from parents, you know, generations that our parents had been like, you know, food is scarce. So like eat what's on your plate. And it's, it is, it kind of is counterintuitive for sure. So um, yeah. how easy it would be to like, not easy. I'm not saying easy, but how much more beneficial it would be learning that when you're 12, 13 years old versus 30 years old. Exactly. Right. Yes. Like you're at like a head, you're giving your kids a head start by doing those, which is, it's also really refreshing Rhonda, to hear you say about in with your clients, you're encouraging them to like, listen to their body. Right. And, mm-hmm. and using it, I listened to this podcast a while ago about, I keep talking about it because it was a really good podcast about using, um, your diet and, um, as like a database of being like, okay, this is, you know, having a chart basically. And, and instead of thinking about like, oh, I'm going to lose five pounds or this is going to make me blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, how can we look at that as a data point? Like these, this is how I'm feeling after I eat X, Y, Z. This yeah. is how I'm, you know, using it. I, that's how my brain works anyway, that I think is a, a benefit, more beneficial way that would work for, for myself. Yeah. It's like someone who is lactose intolerant, but continues to eat ice cream and then they, you know, feel awful for two days after. <laughs> Sorry, Katie, I didn't mean to call you out. <laughs> <laughs> Katie's like, I feel personally attacked right now. <laughs> um, no, because my friends, I was like, oh, I feel like garbage. And she's like, I'm like, oh, I had ice cream. She's like, you say that literally every time you eat ice cream. And I'm like, I know, but I love ice cream. But now if I do have the ice cream, I know to take like a lactate pill (laughs) and then I'll be, if I do really, really want the ice cream. Um, But for the most part, did I eat ice cream, dairy queen cake the other day? hundred percent because it's delicious, but sometimes it's that, is it worth it? And I think a lot of foods that we have to really like inquire, is it worth it? Because sometimes it is worth it and other times Uh it's not. Yeah, exactly. So my, I'm not um, a huge ice cream person like I like it but it's not something that is like my have to have and but my husband is like definitely a ice cream <laughs> addict he eats a lot um and so sometimes every once in a while I'll be like yeah I'm gonna have some I'm gonna have some Dairy Queen and I'll feel so crummy after and then he'll say to me I was gonna say something <laughs> Like say something before. (laughs) Yeah. Remind me that this is not worth it. Yeah. But then in the moment, if he is reminding you're like, don't tell me this is what I would be like. Like, don't tell me what to do. I'm going to eat the ice cream. And then I'm like, oh, why? Of course I should have listened to you. (laughs) Yeah. So So, yes, I do that too. So I'm, I'm with you. It, uh, it happens. Yeah. Happens to the best of it. And like you said, sometimes it's a good, it's in our benefit to do it. And sometimes it's like, you're harming yourself kind of on purpose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I feel like we're kind of already walking through and talking through like what are the misconceptions are about what you do, but maybe you could touch base a little bit on that and just sort of like, I'm sure there's been people who have a skewed view of what it is you do. So maybe you could speak to that a little bit. Yeah. So the big misconception I would say is that you're going to get a meal plan when you sign up with coaching with me. Um, okay. You know, I think what people think is I'm going to hire a coach. They're going to tell me what to eat and bam, I'm going to lose weight. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> and unfortunately it doesn't quite work like that. Yes. Um, so I, like I, you kind of mentioned in my bio, I, I start where my clients are. We talked about this a little bit too. And we, we just take baby steps and we start moving to where my clients want to go, right? Because my goal 
might be completely different than yours or Katie's, right? And a lot of like, it could be so different. And so it's getting to the bottom of truly what the goal is. Um, And sometimes that takes a lot of work and lots of digging to find out that, okay, so when we look at what it actually takes to be, you know, 15% body fat, which is very, very difficult. Yes. Um, and, and that's the vision we have, right? We, we look on social media and we see all these very lean people, um, but we actually don't know all the, the steps that it takes to get there and the years and the things you miss out on. And suddenly when you, when you start to look at those, it becomes more clear on what your true goals are. Yes. Yeah. Um, because there are a lot of trade-offs, you know, if you, if you want to be a fitness competitor, though, those goals are very, your the way you eat is going to be very, very different if you just, versus if you just want to be healthier. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you kind of look at it as like a holistic approach, like with your clients, like it's not just, Hey, follow this meal plan. It's like, Hey, how do you feel about this? What do you, what's your lifestyle like? Which I think is really um, where you're like, people are going to experience that change that I'm sure Rhonda, you're looking at creating is health is never just one way, right? It's not like, Oh, I'm going to lose five pounds and I'm going to be great. It's like, well, why do you know? I no, I'm like attacking Nolani. Why? Why? Like I wish she was at my house. And I'm like, well, why do you want to do that? Why do you want to do that? Right. And there's, <laughs> yeah, if you so keep digging, Rhonda, just to be fair. Yeah. Rhonda totally yeah. called me out on my shit for sure. She got real sassy too. And I was just like, well, and yeah. then she apologized. <laughs> like, so when you were like momming me, but it's, yeah. it's never just that, like, and there's, it's, it's so deep seated, I think in a lot of us, especially in our society where it's everywhere. And, um, I think we are the generation that's kind of paving a new way, which is very difficult to do when no one else is like, you know, like say my mom was like always losing five or 10 pounds or, or whatever that, now trying to do that in a different, not focusing it on the weight that you're losing, but overall health is hard when you're anything, anything with parenting where you're paving a new way. That's not how your parents did things is, is difficult. So it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So there's a, it's sometimes could maybe sound a little bit snarky, but there's a, a statement, a question that you can ask um, yourself, other people and, and it's, how's that working for you? like so it's just a a moment to be like oh okay and you know the the trendy diets so they're like I lost 10 pounds in a week but then what happens three months later yeah and and it's like that didn't actually work for you it worked for a second but it wasn't sustainable so that's where asking yourself these questions say if you were on a very restrictive diet ask yourself how's this working for me? Yeah. How do I feel? Um, so yeah, like I, I think that's a, a big one. Um, but yeah, the other thing I, I just don't want to miss this part is the big question mark about how the heck I am a dog trainer and a nutrition coach <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and how that comes together. And so I'm actually going to ask you, Nalani, if you don't mind sharing your little experience about how, how that, uh, how it worked for you. Sure. So, um, yeah, I guess when I started working with you as a year ago now, almost, and I think initially I did just hire you for our dog Luna, right? Yeah. So, 
that's, I mean, initially it was kind of like we were working with Luna and I was so focused and hyper-focused on like what her problems were and how crazy she was and everything else. And, and then, yeah, um, I feel like I had an absolute, I talk about this a million times and I will always bring it up a light bulb moment with Rhonda is we were walking the, we were walking the dogs and I had Luna and I was so tense. Like I had the leash up to my shoulders tense and, you know, and Rhonda just kind of looked at me and like super gently was like, you know, like, are you always this anxious? Like, is this how that looks all the time? And I kind of thought like, oh my God, yeah, I'm always this tense a hundred percent of the time, no matter what I'm doing, cooking, eating, like all the things that should be enjoyable and taking care of yourself. I was. So, um, then Rhonda and I started working together and she started to coach me as well. And just the full effect of, for me, how, what I was doing was mirroring in my dog, kids, husband, life, and then vice versa, I think was so powerful. And I think initially I even was kind of like, wow, like this is crazy. Like she can train dogs and, and humans, but I see how important it is now. And just speaking of where I was a year ago to where I am now, how enjoyable my life has become because we have that balance throughout my whole family. Not just like, here's me on this hamster wheel trying to do whatever I'm doing and everybody else is somewhere else completely. So the full whole holistic family aspect is like, I think game changing. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for sharing that because I I felt like your message was going to be a really awesome way to share that. Um, And even like, I didn't, I didn't actually realize the connection until really, really recently. Um, And for myself, it was exploring how I was and the behaviors, the undesirable behaviors I had in my own dog. We've come a long way and he's not like that anymore. But when I think back to how tense I was in moments when we were on walks, it, it made sense why he became reactive as well. So um, a lot of things. So in, if you don't have a dog, obviously that doesn't mean you can't work with me, yeah. um, but finding who our collaborators are, right? You know, our, your dog, Luna was a collaborator on your journey. She yeah. was able to give you information that was very tangible and yeah. visible. Whereas when you're in that tense moment and you wouldn't have had that, that reflection, Yes. Um, you maybe would have taken longer to get there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. So it doesn't matter who, who is on your team, but you might be surprised by, by who, who can be on your team and what you can learn from them about yourself. Yeah. And when Katie had mentioned like that, you have a holistic approach and kind of like a therapeutic approach, like that's a hundred percent it. And, and Rhonda also, did kind of give me that heads up like this is going to be a lot more about what's going on in your mind and it totally was and just I just wanted to add this and share this a little bit as well is that I did I had an eating disorder as a teenager and um, prior to working with Rhonda I had done Weight Watchers I lost a bunch of weight I gained it all and some back and then when Rhonda and I started working together she really sort of made me question that approach and like did I actually heal sort of deal and that I think was also really, really powerful and has also affected my family too, from being able to actually feel some freedom from that. So she totally is a hundred percent holistic. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that too. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. Anyways, Katie, I see your your gears are going here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just like I like I'm like looking. We have questions, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it just I knew that like when you have conversation, it just brings up more questions. That yeah. Um, yeah. It's just there's this is like right up my alley. Like I love anything um, in this realm because I really it is so much more than. Um, it's like you said, wellness and wellness is all encompassing. It's not just one thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think for, for myself, like Rhonda, when you were saying earlier, about you were always a really active kid. Um, that's something that like I've struggled with as an adult, just because I've, I played sports. Like I was an athlete all through school and then I got out of school and then it's like, there's not a team aspect it's so easy to be active and to have that when you have a team to lean on when you're by yourself, it's really, it's a difficult thing for me to find. So when I'm not, I've said this to Nolani, I don't know how many times, like when I'm exercising and I'm moving my body more, I feel more like myself. And for a long time, I was like, is that, is that okay? Because that's not, that doesn't define me, but really it does in a way, because that really shaped me into who I am. Mm-hmm. And, um, also what you, what I want to bring into my own family and with my kids. So, um, I guess that how does your career and your lifestyle impact your family, Rhonda? That one is a big one. Um, we, (laughs) so I have a funny thing to say first. Uh, My husband would say I almost killed him (laughs) 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 last summer. So, um, with, so I had the wild and crazy idea that we should build space for me to be able to do fitness classes. And so literally he built my building for me. So, so yeah, we laugh about that, that, that was, um, almost did him in, but, (laughs) (laughs) but it, it created a really, really big shift in our house. Um, and I think that this part of my journey, um, is something that's really important to share with other moms because, um, I don't know what the statistic is exactly, but how many households have the mom as the main caregiver, you know? And so that was me. I did all the running. I, and that was my role. And I was completely 100% happy to do that role. Um, but then I also had goals I had for myself. And at some point there had to be a shift. Um, and it was uncomfortable. It felt really, really weird. Um, And it still feels weird. Like on occasion, I'll be talking to my daughter and and she'll be like, oh yeah, I texted dad about that. And like, they just go to him now about things when they know I'm busy, which is a big transition and a letting go process that I wasn't sure I was prepared for. Yeah. Um, so, So yeah, there was definite some icky feelings. Um, it was like, I was having to, to let go of a big part of what was my identity for 13 years. Yeah. So, so yeah, like it it was, it was really a big adjustment, but we are getting there and it feels much more comfortable now. It, it almost forced my kids to be a little more independent as well because sometimes dad is working, sometimes mom is working and we need you to step up and we need you to help. And, you know, my daughter's 13. She can do that. She makes supper for us. She, she does those things now, which she probably did to some extent before, but now it's more like 
this is your night. Like, we really need you to, to take care of this tonight. So, so yeah, um, it, it was, it was a big, a big shift. And I would say that happened mostly over the last year. Wow. Yeah. An impactful year, especially with everything else too, right? Yeah. So, you know what, like, so for any mom who has been the sole parent for all, you know, all your kids' lives and you're looking for something for yourself, um, be patient with yourself right. and be patient with your kids and your husband, because it's like suddenly you're in this new phase and you have to allow yourself to to let go and allow them to catch up to where you are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But honestly, though, do you not find it's been like, uh, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but there's a lot of kids now that are babied in a way that is like detrimental to them, never knowing how to take care of themselves anyway. So like, I think sometimes mom letting go of a little bit of control and things is like actually powerful to kids too, because otherwise they don't get that. Yeah. So. Oh, hundred percent. I think so. And I think it's also like teaching, I don't, my job as a parent is to make them so they can eventually go out on their own and be successful human yeah. beings. Um, if we're not asking things of our children, whether it's, you know, making dinner or making their own lunches and stuff like that, they're never going to be able to do that. Yeah. yeah. And like, I think when you're choosing yourself Rhonda, and being like, Hey, I really need this for myself too. That's also showing them, Hey, I can have something, even if I have a family. And I think if anything, it's strengthening a family unit versus like, sometimes we think like, you know, Oh no, if mom does this and like, everything's going to fall apart, but really it, I think more strengthens our family unit as a whole instead of you doing everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it definitely, um, is a bit freeing in some aspects. Yeah. That's what I was going to ask next is like, do you feel like any stress? Like, I mean, obviously you're super busy with your business, but like, do you feel any stress lifted when you know that other people can actually anticipate like, okay, you need to change the toilet paper roll yourself versus like, you know what I mean? I have to do every small invisible task that exists. Yeah. 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 And so yes, that stress is better now. I will tell you in the height of it, as that transition happened, like kind of at the beginning, um, it was very stressful Yeah, because it, it was almost, uh, me having to ask all the time. Yeah. So that was part of the transition. You had to train them too. (laughs) I had to train them too. Yes. So, um, in, in talking about your, your training and everything that you're doing and how holistic it is, how did you arrive at that place where it's like this, you have something so unique to other coaches, um, is that you do have that holistic approach. So I just, how did you get there? Oh, um, I, I don't know how I necessarily got there. <laughs> that one's a bit of a tough question. Um, I think that was an evolution in myself, Mm -hmm. really, of it probably took me being like, okay, no, if I'm coaching this way, I have to live this way. Mm -hmm. And so what would I want from my coach? How would I want a coach to guide me? Would I want them to just tell me what to do? No. Okay. No, because you have to, you have to be in the trenches to learn anything. Yeah, that's true. And so I think, I think it was really my own life experience, um, of evolving as a person and as a coach that, that got me there and, um, understanding what, 
what is truly important on a, on someone's journey. Yeah. So with you saying that, like, what do you think has been the biggest growth that, in yourself that you're proud of? Um, hmm. <laughs> Probably, and this is a work in progress, I, I will say, um, most likely the biggest growth in myself um, has to do with me as a mom, me as a person, and that my kids' mistakes are not mine. That's um, <laughs> it's like easier said than done. It is. Yeah. And, and real, and like I said, this is a work in progress and starting to understand that they need those mistakes to become and grow into the person they're meant to be. And if I hide them or, um, like, so hide their mistakes or kind of try to cover that up, or I try to protect them from any sort of hurt. I feel like I would be, you know, that would be detrimental to them in the long run. Like life's going to come and kick them in the ass yes. <laughs> if I continue to do that. And this kind of comes back to that whole thing about perfection. Yeah. Um, I've realized that I lived my life that way for a very long time. And I still find myself falling into that trap on occasion as well. And so, so yeah, just realizing that, that perfection is never, ever going to be achieved. Um, and it's not fun to try. Yeah. So just take things as they come and, and keep moving. Right. That would be the biggest growth. I don't know if I answered that question very well or not, but yeah, no, that's perfect. And, and I think too, there's a lot of people who are recovering perfectionist so like it's it's so and you don't realize what you're doing to yourself trying to do that so it is like <laughs> not just yourself the people around you yes people, yeah right so yeah. it would be so stressful the energy itself is just like draining yeah yeah so um so on the kind of topic of self-growth what has surprised you the most about yourself along this entire journey? Um, well, I would say probably it kind of comes back to, um, you know, probably it's just so much about the perfection that, that it's that I was like, I didn't realize I was living in that cycle Mm -hmm. of, you know, the Facebook or Instagram world, like, you know, it's just like, only things can only be perfect we don't have moments where things are um uncomfortable yeah and well the only way for us to have any sort of growth is to experience discomfort yeah so 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 where did you feel that discomfort like um one of the questions we had for you was like what was your what's been your largest perceived failure and how did it serve you that one, I, I have a different take on failures. So um, I don't think I have a largest perceived failure. And I, I find that always, once the initial sting wears off, um, there's always a silver lining, a lesson to be learned, maybe a push in the right direction. When things don't work the way we think they were supposed to work, I feel like it's, it's pushing you to where you need to go. 
Yes. Um, so I guess like if I were to have to answer that question, the only thing would be is that maybe I didn't take the leap soon enough. Like I wish I would have jumped into becoming an entrepreneur sooner. That would be, be it. But again, when I, even when I say that, I think, well, there was probably still some lessons in there in that time frame that I yes. needed to learn. Yeah, absolutely. There, there always is. And I think that that is, I think it's how it is like, that's why it's like perceived failure, right? Because how do you, so many of it, like we think, or we might beat ourselves up even for like a minute in time. And then it's like, really, was it a failure or was it something powerful for your own, for your own growth? Um, so I guess, yeah, moving forward into that is what growth are you the most proud of yourself for? Um, getting to know myself. Yeah. Asking myself some really tough questions and um, starting to address the things that are really hard. Someone said to me once, um, and maybe I've shared this with you before, Nolani, and it, it was, you know, because she knows, knows I'm so into fitness. And she said, so when you work out, you expect your muscles to hurt. And I'm like, yeah. And so she said, you know, if some discomfort is necessary for mm -hmm. any sort of growth. And so that, that always, that analogy just sticks in my head. Cause I'm like, okay, this really sucks. This feels you really yucky. Yeah. But it's, there's something in this that I need to explore. Yes. Yeah. I always say that in my, when I teach yoga too, it's like, there's that difference between, I mean, sometimes the discomfort emotionally can bring up pain for sure. Mm -hmm. But like in your practice, it's that discomfort is where you grow, right? Like if you're yeah. say trying to gain flexibility or you're trying to gain strength, well, you're not going to do it. If you're just going to give up as soon as you feel that discomfort, right? Like you've yeah. got to sit in it <laughs> and yeah. marinate it in a bit and breathe through it. And then the next time it might be a millimeter further, which I think is like our emotional and spiritual health as well. Right. Where it's, you know, maybe take a second when your kids are driving you nuts and take a breath. Yeah. And actually we could take two breaths before we, you react. Right. And, um, you, you know, I think when we were talking, you were saying about the discomfort, um, do you think that like motherhood has initiated that like inquiry of, of yourself or did you have that prior to having kids? Yeah, I, no, it was definitely motherhood. So actually I'm glad you that, that made me think of something the way you asked that. Um, so my kid's growth chart is in front of my treadmill. And in the last couple months, just every once in a while, it'll catch my eye. And I just look at all this, you know, the marks on that growth chart. And I started to think about how I probably should have been on there too. Yes. <laughs> and, and all of the different versions of me yeah. that I have had since I first became a mom. But like immeasurable. Like you can't put that on a chart. I know. <laughs> I wish you could. I wish you like could. Yes. When, you, yes. when you talk about that, Rhonda, it always makes me teary because I'm like, it is so, that is such a powerful thing to think about is like, what if you could measure that? And also why don't we measure that for ourselves sometimes? You know? Yeah. It's incredible. And I'm sure you like thinking back to like, okay, when you became McKenna's mom, like who you were then versus now is different people. Right. Oh, and I, I believe that women evolve so many times in their lives. Yes. Um, and, 
And I'm glad for that. Yeah. I don't want to be the same person I was when I first became her mom. I'm yeah. so, so much, <laughs> I'm just <laughs> such a different person now. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think that celebrating those moments and, and sometimes it takes to a certain, you know, McKenna's 13. Yeah. So yeah. it's taken me all these years to find a, finally be able to look back on it and think, holy smokes, like I really have come so far. Yes. And, and how do I celebrate that? Right. How do and we it's celebrate? exciting. It's yeah. exciting. Like I, I was saying that to Nalani, I was like, I'm so excited to get older. Cause like, I see myself at 31 versus 21 and there has been like immeasurable, immeasurable amounts of growth mm-hmm. and like how much I've grown as a person that like in 10 more years, that's going to happen. And that's going to continue on for the rest of my life, which makes it very mm-hmm. exciting. You know, that I'm like, man, like, look how much we've accomplished already, but yeah. that, that will continue happening, happening. And I mean, for some people it doesn't, but I think you have to have that, that want and, and will to do that. And as mm-hmm. we're talking about exciting things, like um, we have so many more questions for Rhonda. Like <laughs> I could go on all day. Uh, but we just don't have time. Um, but I know you have something super exciting coming up that I want you to tell us about. Yes. So I'm going to actually share a couple things. So today was a very exciting day. Like I was on the podcast and I launched my very first online course just before I came on here. So, um, that one is to learn how to paddleboard with your dog, which is so much fun. Um, so it looks sounds so terrifying. Fun. No, no uh, like, the pictures Rhonda's posted. I'm just like, Oh my gosh, I want to do that. It looks so much fun. We have a couple paddle boards and like super fun. My dog is fucking crazy that I can't imagine <laughs> like Biggie getting on this paddle board. Like I would for sure be flopping out onto the floor. Okay, like, So it's like, like, it takes you through step-by-step not hitting the water first. That, that's the last thing we do. So <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of progression that gets you there. So, so yeah, if you, if you want to check it out, you should, cause it's, it's much more involved than you would think. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I have that, um, that, so anybody can do it basically on your own time, on your own schedule. Um, you get me on video. Um, I, I'm still able to answer any questions via email if anyone has like things that they get stuck on. Um, and the exciting thing is this isn't the only one I'm going to be putting online. Um, I offer a canine fitness foundation class that I do numerous times throughout the year in person. And I'm going to be putting that on there as well. So it doesn't matter where you live. You can take my classes. And yeah. um, she's like about your crazy dog, Katie. I can help yeah. you with your crazy Yeah, dog. she's like... <laughs> This is online now. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah, And the the big, big announcement that I'm so, so, so excited for that's coming in September is I am launching a brand new program for women and it is called the Evolution Experience. Uh, It'll be a six month long group or one on one program deciding depending on what you choose, Mm -hmm. where we're going to explore every aspect of deep health. So it's going to be the the four pillars that we, um, Nolani mentioned in the bio, nutrition, movement, mindset, and overall life balance or family balance. Um, so if anybody is ready to really get to know their true self, this is definitely the program for them. Right. Oh, I'm so excited for you. Like, I just think that you're, you're amazing. And I think that that's going to be amazing for the people who, who access that because it is, it's a whole lifestyle change and a whole life change instead of just 
just nutrition, like you're saying. So I'm so excited for you. And I think it's absolutely incredible. So you say congratulations. It's a six month thing. Yes. So, and you said it can be a group or independent group or one-on-one. Okay. Yeah. So like how many people are going to be in your group? Like what, what's your vision for it? It's only going to be, it's going to be small. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, uh, the initial launch, um, I'm at looking for six women and then you can join in after that time. Um, at any point in time, if you choose the group, you'll just kind of get plunked into that group. But, um, the one-on-one would be just that you would have one-on-one coaching with me outside of a group setting. So would you meet like, so how does that look? Does it, is it like a once a week thing? Yeah. Do you check once a in? Week. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so the group one is a once a week zoom meeting, uh, for an hour. And so it would just be a check-in, see where everybody is at sharing, building yeah. a community, going through the experience together. Yeah. And there's like so much power in that too. I think when you're like digging through the trenches of your stuff, like it's nice to hear that other people are there with you, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I believe there's a lot of power in the group program. Yeah. And, and the bonus is it's a lower cost because you're in the group program, but yeah. um, it is definitely a lot of value. Yeah. It's, it's going to be absolutely amazing. I'm so, I mean, I'm always just like hyping you up, but I'm like, it's going to be amazing because I think there's so many people that, that need that. And it is, it's so much more than just what are you putting in your body? It's like, what are you putting, what are you putting in your mind? What are you, yeah the whole well-rounded aspect of that. And I think it's what you're putting in your mind actually sometimes is more important than what oh. you're putting. Not, I'm not saying more important. Actually, yeah. no, I am saying more important than what you're yeah. putting in your body. Yeah. And how you feel about what you're putting in your body, right? Like you can be eating that salad with oil and vinegar, but like, how are you feeling about it? Like that's going to affect you more. What yeah, about the burger? Like- if that burger is like really like nourishing your spirit and your everything when like eat the burger, you know? I think I've uh, said this to Nolani before too. Like if you if like you think to yourself, I should have a kale salad, but kale is revolting to you. I did ask you this, right, Nalani? Yeah. Okay. So what happens, I'm going to give this example to you, Katie. What happens um, when I talk to you about like the smell of movie theater popcorn? What happens in your body? Um, It makes my stomach feel really nauseous because it always makes me feel sick, but. Oh, it doesn't, you don't like it. Okay. Okay. So what? (laughs) I do like it, but that's one of those things that I eat. But then I'm like, why am I eating this as I'm eating it now? Sorry. Okay. So what about, what's one of your favorite foods? Ice cream. But no, that's another thing that makes me feel sick. I'm not doing very good. Okay. Uh, You can use a kale example because I hate kale. So I'm, if I'm like, I'm going to eat the kale salad because this is what's good for me. And this is what everybody on Instagram's eating. I'm like, okay, so you like, you like ice cream. It doesn't do good things for you, but what happens in your body? Like, do you start to salivate? So what's, what's happening when, like, what is that? I'm excited to eat it. Your digestive system is working. Mm, Okay. Yeah. 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 What happens when you go to eat kale? Do you get that? No. So your digestive <laughs> system it hasn't even started working yet. Yeah. So like, I wonder if there's, are you getting the benefit of foods that you don't like? Yeah. Even if they're healthy. Right. Cause you're probably it, not it, even digesting them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when I was, I listened, I don't know if it was on a podcast or what it was. And it was about exercise and kind of the same thing that you're saying. Like if you're absolutely dreading doing that hit workout, 
because you hate doing it. Well, you might as well not even do it because your body's just like X-ing the old, you know, go for a walk. If you really enjoy going for a walk, like use that. Like, of course you need to push yourself outside your comfort zone and, uh, and, and be in that discomfort. But if you're like absolutely dreading it, then maybe do something else that day. Or if you, if you really don't like something, say a HIIT workout, you're probably more tense. So, you know, your body is not, you're not able to build your muscle the same way. You're not able to recover the same way. So yeah, kind of like I said to Nolani, like, do you love dancing? Dance. Don't, don't do something you hate because you're not going to get the same benefit out of it. Which by the way, was very freeing for me because I think you do think like, oh, if I'm not doing that, then I'm doing the wrong thing. And it's like, uh, oh, what? You can enjoy this. That's something no one talks about. Well, and that's the sustainability part of it that you were talking about. I think Rhonda, where if you're doing something and you hate it, or I'm eating a kale salad every day and I hate it, well, I'm not going to do it for any longer than a few weeks. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, find what you love. That's the biggest thing. <laughs> love your life people she's yeah. the new oprah um <laughs> <laughs> and you get a car and you get a car <laughs> um so speaking of all the things that you're doing now and just i mean you're launching this new new program like you've got so much going for you you kind of have the balance in motherhood and you know you you feel like you really have that authentic um grasp and knowing of who you are um i guess and Katie and I have talked about this like a lot and we're always curious to hear what people have to say, but like, is this success to you? And are you able to be fully present to enjoy it right now? Yeah. Yeah. That, that question is, um, uh, <laughs> I've said this a few times that it's hard, but that question kind of brings up something for me, um, in terms of that. I haven't. Okay. I have not celebrated uh, and maybe I have in baby ways. Yeah. Um, am I proud of where I'm at so far? A hundred percent. Um, but you know what? I have a bottle of sparkling rosé in my wine fridge. Yeah. That was supposed to be opened when I finished my gym. Yeah. It's still in my fridge. So are you waiting so, for the next thing? Are yeah. you like, oh, mm-hmm. no, not there yet. Yeah. So it, this is a, that was a really good thing. And it's making me realize that I need to celebrate that mm-hmm. and open the damn wine. Yes. <laughs> Pop that bottle. Yeah. Yes. And celebrate where I've come. Um, Cause it'll be almost a year since I bought that bottle. Wow. Oh, Ron, I'm, that's self-control. <laughs> that's also self-control. Like if I had a bottle of rosé, this is the difference, I guess. Because I'd be like, yeah. well, I have that bottle of rosé. I'm probably going to drink yeah. it. <laughs> I actually think because my husband and I celebrated our 15th wedding anniversary last year in BC. And we got that rosé um, there. And I was like, I'm going to keep this and we're going to pop it when we're all done. And yeah. So what are you waiting for? don't know time to celebrate yeah <laughs> we can't wait to see some pictures of you popping that bottle Rhonda because you yeah. are seriously like knocking it out of the park here and so in saying that like we kind of talked about celebrating a little bit before um it's something that I feel is really lacking with women mm-hmm. and maybe our society as a whole 
But we are all taught to be humble and squash ourselves. Yeah. And I think that we need to break through that barrier. Yes. You know, we can still be humble, but celebrate the heck out of stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it doesn't have to be, you know, a major event. Yeah. So, so and yeah. learn how to like take that, you know, compliments and love and like, yeah, like, you know, how often, like I've even, I think I've teased you about this before. I'm like, you're amazing. Like you literally changed my life. She's like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, yes. like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And we're so used to doing that, that it's kind of like, what would it be like if we could receive that love and actually, you know, allow ourselves to feel that, that pride in what we've created and, and done. So you always do that. You call out because she'll like text me something. I'm like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'll make a stupid joke. And she's like a, a simple thank you. Or that's a weird thank you. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> yeah. yes. I know. And you are very good at that, Nolani. Like, I think that is one amazing skill that you have. But yeah, like, how do we, how do we start to be okay with someone complimenting us? Yeah. And owning it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. She can give it, but she's also the one that's not spelling thank you correctly. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I, can, I can dish it out, but I can't take it. So, but I do think on a deeper level that gets into so many other things. Like, I mean, if a man is promoted at a job or something, you know, you're, he gets a handshake and a party, like, and he's not, he's like, yeah, check me out, you know? And like, then you have like this incredible mom building this business, doing all these things, helping people. And she's like, oh, it's, it's no big deal. And you're like, yes, it is. It's amazing. I was just, I was just saying that. Cause my, my mom like adored Will. But and I mean a lot of people do that. Oh well, he's doing so, and he has done really well in his career. I'll give him yeah. that. But they're like that. Will he's just so great. He's doing awesome. Doing good at his work. And I'm like, I keep three kids alive. Like it's a pretty big deal, you know. <laughs> but like, there's a lot of times not that celebration with moms, especially not just stay at home moms, but, um, that don't have that career that's giving them a paycheck or mm -hmm. giving them that party at work or that pat on the back. And I'm getting like, can you wipe my bum? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. No, so I you need a celebration too, Katie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've kept them alive for a long time. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I think we just have a few questions left for you, Rhonda, but one of them was uh, when your current ideas and dreams are your reality, what, what will that look like to you? So yeah, let's celebrate the present, but what, what do you want the future to hold? So aside from having a, you know, a really small intimate membership, I don't know if that's the right word to use, yeah. of locals at a brick and mortar location, um, I'm ready to reach some people around the world. Yes. I want to create a, a community of women oh. and families. Sorry. <laughs> it's all Thank okay. You. <laughs> we were actually talking about that today with our previous guest, um, Lindsay, and she's a sleep coach and she, um, actually most of the people that she works with are from around the world. Like some people in New Zealand and Australia and Europe and, and a lot of them are from the States. And she said, once she started, she lives here in, well, she lives in Teepee Creek, but close to Grand Prairie. And she's like, once I started looking outside of the Grand Prairie area, she's like, I realized like the sky's the limit, like, and her, her business grew and, um, she was kind of able to have that financial growth that she wanted in her business, like money 
is a good motivator too, right? That I think when you're able to look outside of, like you said, the white cord area, like you are gonna just fly, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and that's the just it. I think, um, you know, we have all experienced the strangest year and a bit of our lives, um, and it has probably been the most difficult year for a lot of people in a lot of different ways. Um, but there's been like some pretty awesome things that came out of out of it. You know, we we are able to connect this way, you yeah, know, via Zoom and. As much as there are a lot of people who don't like Zoom, I've still been able to cultivate some really great relationships with people and new clients through Zoom. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, I think this has opened up so many doors for so many people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the more people that, that I can reach and help them become who they, they really wanna be, the better. Yeah. Yeah. Just giving me all the goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has, like you say, about like, you know, this year has been really tough for a lot of people and it's opened so many doors, right. That we're like, it's given us the permission that like, Hey, I can do things, especially moms. Like we can do things from home around our schedule. And I have a kid laying in bed next to me right now. And um, she was not feeling well this morning. And she's like, Oh, like I, you have your podcast to record and I don't, you know, I don't want to stay home. And I'm like, no, that's why I'm choosing to do this, that I can still be the parent that I want to be and, and to still have my own life outside of work and children that, um, I, I mean, I, I say this because I wasn't greatly affected. Well, I kind of guess, I kind of guess I was affected by COVID, but, um, I don't feel that I was because to me, it's just opened so many more opportunities that, Mm -hmm. yeah. It's well, a greater uh, reach and you can change the world more, Rhonda, by by reaching more people outside yes. of your own physical community, right? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. kind of all those like one day, oh, those are my one day dreams, right? Or like, how how can I be that resourceful? Like, I think that's the power that it's given people is like, well, now you have no choice. Like you need to, the universe is like, oh, you are going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And in yeah. saying that, I I should shout out my coach for like, yeah. I hired a business coach and she has been life-changing for me and, and just basically said to me, like, you know, your, your reach can be so far. Right. So, so yeah, we, we kind of sometimes limit ourselves and when we have the opportunity to open doors to other markets and other places, how awesome is that? Yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. Um, so I know you just mentioned your business coach, but like, is there anyone else that you would want to, besides yourself, of course, give some credit to for what you've reached today? I have a long list. Can I share the whole list? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> You're like, I'll take the trophy and I have yeah. to thank my mom and yeah, no, go yeah. for it. I want to hear, I want to know these people because I'm, yeah. I've, when you were saying about the business coach, like I've so many people that hire a business coach are like, it has been like huge for my business and for your own growth as well right having that accountability like it's oh she has pushed me out of my comfort zone yeah Yeah. like last week she said to me so next week you're gonna have your your course online right my meetings tomorrow it is online (laughs) (laughs) so it's just like yeah. yeah and and had I had I been responsible to do that for myself I probably wouldn't have done it yeah like as sad as that might sound, but she was there to 
to push me in the right direction. So, right. And it doesn't sound sad because it's like people, people always think like, if I'm going to do something, I have to be independent and it's, but it's like really the community of, of things and people are, is like instrumental to so many people's success. So anyways, yes. without further ado, let's hear yes. list. my husband. <laughs> um, my husband has been amazing. He, he encouraged me. He encourages me to keep building my business. Um, and like I said before, he literally built my business. <laughs> um, and you know what, really without him, this uphill climb of building my business would have been more like climbing Everest. Yeah. Like, just to have someone always in my corner, um, knowing that he, he's going to be there to encourage me. Um, yeah, it's, it's invaluable. And you know, how about the fact that he supported me when I wrote my resignation letter to the vet clinic and I actually had nothing else like outside of my business once that it was like that giant leap and he was like, okay, oh, go for it. That's so sweet. Yeah. Um, next person who's not a person is, is my buddy, my, my right hand man, Kyber. Um, <laughs> he has taught me so much about myself, um, how to be a better human. Yeah. You know, how does your, your dog teach you to be a better human? Well, they do. Like, yeah. Yeah. he's taught me to relax more, to have more fun. Um, and because, you know what, honestly, if you're, if you're not having fun, you re are you really su successful anyways? Right. Yeah. No, I, I don't believe so. So you're right. Yeah. Um, I mentioned my business coach. And then I have two other people in my house that um, they push me. My kids push me to, to build a better business and become bigger and reach more people. And to be able to show them that really whatever they do decide they want to do with their life, they can do it. Just, you know, doing something that you're passionate about is way more important than how big the paycheck is. Yes. And, and really the paycheck will come. Mm -hmm. it, it's just finding, finding what truly lights your soul on fire. So I, I'm so grateful to have them, to want to show them that. Um, my lovely daughter, she's my editor. So she sat, sat down and spent, I don't know how long going through my course on the weekend when she should have been studying for finals and she edited it for me. Oh. So, um, and she's very, she's a very good student. So she's like, I feel like, I don't know if I could get a better editor than her and she's going to be ruthless. <laughs> um, and you know what, my, my boy, he is definitely my number one cheerleader. Uh, even today when I told him, I was like, Hey dude, I'm on my first podcast today. And he was like, yes, mom. He's like, you're going to become a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you guys are taking me to my millionaire status, just so you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, he's a dreamer like me. So he's just, no matter what my idea is, he thinks it's awesome and that I'm going to rule the world. So he, he's pretty awesome to have. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I have one more. And that would be my accountability buddy. And that's a weird word to call her, but I have a friend who is also a business owner and a mom, mm -hmm. and we check in with each other probably almost daily. Yeah. We have monthly meetings where we 
you know, call each other on our bullshit. And mm -hmm. if we have a bad day, we push each other to be like, okay, like, how can we flip this? What mm -hmm. is this? What is it? Why is today a hard day? What is it about this thing that you need to learn from? And is it all right if I shout her out? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So for anybody from White Court, you probably know her, Amanda St. Pierre. She is the president of Primerica here, or her mm -hmm. branch. So yeah, she is, she's truly amazing. And I'm so incredibly grateful for her because, yeah, I think there would be days that I wouldn't have forged forward without her encouragement, yeah. even if it was just a text. So okay. yeah. And there are more, I promise. I feel like if I've missed it, my parents, like. <laughs> yeah. She's like, sorry, mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. sisters, like so many people. Nolani, yeah. you, like. Oh, yeah. gosh. Oh, it's, I can't tell look you. At, look at, you're, you're trying to like. <laughs> no, I'm just like, I'm trying to not cry because you're like, when you're like my kids, I'm like, oof, boy, like, I'm going to just be ugly crying over here. Like it's, well, it's like literally making me want to be like, I'm like, I, I have that drive to be better, but like talking with you today, I'm like, yeah, like, yeah. And it's so powerful, right. When you really do get to reflect and think about like who helped me be me, like, and there's so many people that it's like without them it just wouldn't be the same. So it's, it's amazing, I think. And, and it sounds like you have a really, a really powerful team behind you. So that's, yeah. Nice. And I feel like even, so there's one person that I haven't said yet. I seriously could go on forever, but just like the people that I have surrounding me, I am so incredibly lucky. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I feel like the people I have on my team um, I can tell them anything and they're going to encourage me. I, I don't ever have my ideas shot down. That's not something I experience with, with my support team. And so my, my other person, my cousin, who I, yeah. who I hooked you up with, with the little chit chat, um, Lindsay, like she just, no matter what she'll, she sends me little encouraging messages. I sometimes get random mail from her. It's just, she's the most inspiring person I know like she's she's really really amazing and she doesn't have kids herself but man she's really good at lifting moms up like <laughs> she's very very good at that so so yeah I am I'm very grateful and very honored for all of the people that I have in my life who have helped me to get to where I am yeah and I'm sure they're they know how lucky they are to have you too um, I hope so. <laughs> I feel like everybody that we've had on here, we're like, we need to have them on again because they still have so many questions. So yeah, that might so, be in the future. Yeah. But. I know we went over. Sorry, that's okay. No, no. Not, like, Nelani and I are like the queen of going over. Like, yeah, this one. that's okay. Um, Katie, did you have one more question that you wanted to ask? No, I don't know. Okay. I, well, no, I do. I do, but I know that I. That, like, All right. Well, then I'll I'll end it off here with this last question. Um. So I guess our last question for you would be, is there anything, any drive home message um, for moms, especially that you would want the world to hear? Oh, <laughs> um, get to know yourself. Trust her. She's not going to guide you in the wrong direction. 
sometimes our heads get in the way and and we really truly should listen to our hearts more. That's amazing. We're both like, <laughs> 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 that's just a really good. Oh, incredible. So for all of our listeners out there, where can they find you, Rhonda, if you want to leave your uh, website and yeah, so I don't actually have like an official official website, but um, I have I have my my business group on Facebook, which is um, www.facebook blah 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 uh, slash Healthy Concepts eighteen. Mm-hmm. You can find me at Instagram at, at Healthy Concepts two thousand and eighteen, and then my new um, launch um, landing page that has my courses is um, Healthy Concepts podia p-o-d-i-a dot com okay and we'll link all of that stuff right yeah Yeah. that will all be in the show notes for everyone to find and just to leave it on a light note i think katie and i had some rapid fire questions for you really quick to answer and um yeah and then we'll leave those as well so people can check out anything that you've talked about today um so yeah they just go real quick so first off we're going to start with a list of favorites so what's your favorite memory Probably being on a family vacation with my daughter in Idaho when she was little, that she thought we were literally being held up by train bandits <laughs> when we were on a <laughs> We have a picture of her with her hands up. Like, it's so funny because they said, put your hands in the air. Not that way, but <laughs> come up. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. amazing. That wasn't a quick answer, but. No, know. no, it's perfect. Uh, Katie, you want to go ahead? Oh, okay, sure. What's your favorite treat? Mojito. Oh, it's mm. delicious. Favorite date with your hubby? Mm, mojito theme in Mexico. <laughs> Caliente. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. Uh, what's your favorite smell? Right after it rains. Uh, mm. Especially if there's moss involved. Um, your favorite book? Right now, uh, Breaking the Good Girl Myth. Breaking the Good Girl Myth. So we'll also have that in the show notes for anyone who's interested. Can you please put it for me, please? I'll yes. Yeah, Ron is so beautiful. <laughs> it sounds amazing. So, yeah. Um, your all favorite podcast. Perfection. So. Oh, God. I need to read it then. <laughs> we all um, need it. <laughs> What's your favorite podcast? This one. Podcast? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> no seriously though we we love we love hearing about them um the simplicity sessions is another one that I really really like okay um and it's Jen Pike she's a um a holistic nutritionist but she really focuses on female hormones Mm -hmm. and so amazing like so if you have period problems check her out because um it's not normal if it's a problem, it's not normal. And so it's definitely very, very beneficial for That's like my motto. I'm like, it's common, but not normal for like many things in motherhood. And after you have kids, I'm like normal or common, not normal. normal. Should you pee your pants? Yeah. No. Like, you know, there's all those <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, your favorite meditation. This could be a specific one or a type, whatever you want to leave. Um, clearing meditations. Okay. I like to, it, you know, it can be, I'm, I'm an in the moment kind of girl. Yes. So I do generally go with what I'm feeling. So sometimes it's 
manifestation. Sometimes it's uh, abundance. I love abundance, actually. That's one of my favorites to, to go to because we could all use more abundance in our life. Yes. Yeah. And you're a fan of the Insight, Insight Timer. Insight Timer. Oh, yeah. Insight Timer is awesome. I love that one, yes. too. Yeah. And it's free. Yeah, yeah it's free. Even better. And they get the gongs, right? When your time's <laughs> yeah. up, it's like, dong. You can choose yes. your gong. Awesome. Um, and what makes you feel most powerful? Lifting weights. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I know that maybe was like a different angle, but no, it's not. I love, love it when I add more weight on the end of that bar and kill it. You're like a badass. (laughs) Oh, that's awesome. Well, I have one more question. It's not on the list, but like if you could have a theme song, what would your theme song be? Oh, I'm going to use the one I, um, I commented on your Facebook page, the climb, the climb. Yeah. Who's it by? Miley Cyrus. <laughs> oh, I, I know that song. It. Of course we know that song. Oh my gosh. Miley's I totally know that song. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that's, you know, in our, in our evolution process, it, that's, that's life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amazing. Awesome. Well, I mean, we can't thank you enough for being here today. I just think you're so incredibly powerful and inspiring and yeah we're just really excited to have had the opportunity to chat with you thank you i'm excited to see what comes of your evolution and i'm just i'm excited to watch (laughs) i'm excited to see what goes on yeah thank you so much for having me i i feel very honored to to have been selected (laughs) you're top of the list (laughs) i'm so excited to see your guys's uh podcast grow and Thank you. Very Thank you so much for yeah. you guys too. You got to celebrate that. How are you celebrating that? <laughs> well, we're gonna, we're, I guess we better get Rosé too, Rhonda. <laughs> no, yes. I'm going to go straight for the gin. I'll get a good bottle of gin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> all right. So for all our listeners out there, um, our show notes will show everyone where to find Rhonda and all of the things that she's loving right now. And we thank everybody so much for tuning in. Have a great day and we'll chat with you next week.